Hello, people who matter. Welcome back to the Garden State of Hockey podcast. My name is Dan Roselle, and I'm joined, as always, by John Fisher. Hello, John. Hello, Dan. My voice has returned, and so has the concept of victory and scoring goals has returned. Yeah, to the they've New managed Doubles. to put together, you know, they got split results again this week so far, but um, they managed to put together some much better efforts than we were seeing in that middle quarter of the season. So let's talk about these games. And the first one that we have to talk about is Tuesday's game against the absolutely reeling Philadelphia Flyers. And I'm not exaggerating when I say this. Yep. Uh, if you don't, I mean, if you even ignore the game against the Devils, they played the Rangers twice in the last week and have been outscored by them 19 to 3 in two games, which is something that uh, is completely unacceptable. So the Devils had to take advantage of a team that was raw, of a team that had been hurting, of a team that had a goalie that is clearly experiencing some sort of yips right now uh, that are beyond any sort of explanation. Um, And the Devils really, really took it to Philly. This was a very impressive all-around effort from New Jersey, and if not for score effects, they probably could have won this game by more goals. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the, the goaltender in question is Carter Hart, and he went into this game with an 87.5 save percentage, which would have been great mm-hmm. in 1986, but it's 2021, and that's terrible. And fortunately, the New Jersey Devils, coming off their win in overtime in Pittsburgh, they played that game with a lot of uh, pace, a lot of aggression with the puck. You know, basically, we're just going to take this puck to the net over and over again, and we'll, we're going to dare you to try to stop us. And the Philadelphia Flyers saw that and said, huh? I don't understand. You mean I need to defend the blue line? I'm Philip Myers. I'm Eric Gustafson. I know no. I do not know these concepts. And uh, the Devils took great advantage um, against the Flyers in the first period, um, out attempting him twenty-one to seven. That's a three-to-one mm-hmm. ratio, Dan. Uh, the shots were ten to four. So I mean, there uh, there were quite a few misses and blocks uh, uh, among the pathway here. But the Devils out chanced them thirteen to three. High danger was seven to one. And most importantly, um, even though the Devils did concede a power play goal. Um, they sc- they struck first against Carter Hart, and they struck again with five seconds left on the clock to convert a power play off another scramble, scrambling mess of a defensive effort of that the Philadelphia Flyers call a defensive effort. Um, the Devils just took it to them all night long. Uh, the Zajac line ate mm-hmm. up the Flyers for lunch. And here's a fun stat for you, Dan. For the f- through the first two periods, Claude Giroux. Jacob Voracek and Oscar Lindblom. That's the Philadelphia Flyers' first line, Dan. In five-on-five play, of which there was 27 minutes and 50 seconds of, so a good chunk of the first two periods, they had zero <laughs> shooting attempts. That's their highest-paid players, their you know their captain, their their top dogs, if you will. The Devils held them to zero shooting attempts. That is amazing, and at the same time, it speaks to how much the Flyers are falling apart. It really isn't just Carter Hart. Um, not being able to stop a beach you know, ball you know, more than like, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's especially the case as we're recording this. Cause on Thursday night, our hated rivals have decided to literally put a yep. beach ball behind him. Uh, something it's like five goals. Double Zibanejad natural hat tricks in consecutive games against the Flyers. I don't know what it is about them where he gets yeah. all of his points, but he has two back-to-back six-point games against them. And if you're the Flyers, and after the first one you're not game planning for this guy specifically, uh, you're doing something yeah. wrong. And it's clear that there's the there's, there's something yeah. going on there, you know, that 
a little deeper than just having bad games or bad efforts. So um, that's their problem. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't care about that at all. And from a Devils perspective, yeah. what I like to see was those waves upon waves of offense that the Devils were bringing. They really were looked impressive. Every line from the top down. And it's almost becoming one-to-one where if you put Jesper Brett on the power play, they're going to score a power play goal. It's amazing to think about that consistency with which it's been happening. <laughs> but he, as of um, the Flyers game, had a five-game point streak, and he extended it to six games today. Absolutely. And the second, the power play goal that the Devils scored with five goal, yeah, five seconds left in that first period, it wasn't really a well-designed power play like mm-hmm. up until that point. It was pretty heinous because the Devils decided to bring back the drop passes. And when I mean drop passes as in plural, Dan, they they took at least two so for every bad. breakout. Yeah, it'd be one thing if they were getting success off of this. They, but they look they like weren't. the Mighty Ducks um, use it in a movie. And it's like this surprise move that the opponent doesn't see coming because usually it just goes so badly. But for some reason, these guys have perfected it. Uh, the Devils have not perfected yeah. it. It is awful. It kills so much no. time. It lets everyone set up at the line when the Devils have zero momentum and no one's moving forward into the zone. They're just kind of standing there. So they rely on the one guy to carry yeah. the puck in. And when that guy is Jesper Bratt, he can do it. But a lot of the other guys can't. Yeah. Or if it's yeah. Jack Hughes, he can do it. Yeah. But when it's Pavel Zaka or Nikita Gusev, who didn't play in, the, in these games, appropriately so, um, yeah, it doesn't work. But fortunately, here's how this goal went. It was basically a hard work. It was an effort play from Kwakinen and Brat fishing pucks away from three flyers. Uh, Kwakinen just tips it away from two flyers. Brat falling down finds Kyle Palmieri in the right circle uh, to Carter Hart's right. Pass, one-timer goal, and I'm both happy, cheering like a proper Devils fan would, and I'm also lamenting that Mark Recchi has yet to figure out that if you put Palmieri in the right circle, he will score you goals like that. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, the Kyle Palmieri we wanted to see. It's Kyle Palmieri from the the yeah. Ovizoid, which we'll obviously reference later. But um, it's some... Yeah, the second ahead. period comes there's some there's some penalties the devils kill a flyers power play which is good then the devils decide to waste not only waste their time on their power play but they actually came very close to t- giving up the uh the 2-1 lead they gave up a two-on-one to couturier who hits the post and then on the second power play that the devils got right after that suban just loses an edge and fumbles a puck right to kevin hayes who goes off on a breakaway and thankfully misses the net um you know, the best it's never good when your power play gives up two A plus scoring chances to the shorthanded team. Uh, but the Devils got away with it. And thankfully, Mr. Yegor Sharangovich mm-hmm. um, on a great cycle play, you know, cycle defense from Zajac and Kwakinen finishes a great shot to put the Devils up 3 1. And everybody can breathe a little easier because now the Devils are up 3 to 1 instead of minutes earlier possibly being tied up 2 2 to a team that really had no business mm-hmm. at five on five being at a 2 yeah, game. Exactly. And this is, again, the Devils deserve to be up way more than 2-1 at that point. They played one of their better periods of the year and, you know, didn't quite have the finishing necessary to extend that lead, but then they did. They found it later on through Sharon Govich. That line is, again, it's just humming along these days. It's really become Lindy Ruff's most relied upon line, and for good reason. They've been incredibly productive over the last couple of weeks. Absolutely. I mean, I've gotten the question from the Broad Street hockey people, uh, specifically Kelly Hinkle, who interviewed me before the game, saying, you know, what's up with that line? And I just had to say, you know what? It, it's a combination that's just working out well. You have the veteran presence of Zajac, you know, the quintessential, you know, does everything fairly well, not master of none for the last 
12 mm-hmm. seasons for the Devils. And then you got two wingers in Kwakadin and Sharon Govich who are both effectively competing for a roster spot every night. And it, it, I think at this point they probably have it safeguarded, but they're playing like they don't have it safeguarded, which is great because it means you're seeing lots of great efforts from Kwakadin on and off the puck. And Sharon Govich, especially Sharon Govich as of late, has been very goal hungry. He is working his tail off to win pucks, get strong shots on net, and he got rewarded with a goal in the um, in the uh, second period to put the Devils up 3-1. And uh, he made a, a very important play just before the end of the second period that made every Flyers fan want to <laughs> boo their team off the ice. Um, you had Sharon Govich basically he, – he made – I think it was – yeah, Sharon Govich made a bad pass. It got defended away by Justin Braun, I want to say. And then Zajac not, just kind of stick checks it away. It goes into like no man's land. Sharon Govich is actually the first to pick it up. And Sharon Govich makes a beautiful diagonal pass to Smith activating down low. And Smith had a really good game in this in this one. He had two two assists and he he got the puck. He saw Zajac was wide open at the top of the crease, passes it to Zajac. He taps it in for his 199th uh-huh. career goal. And all the Flyers fans are like three devils just beat five of our guys. Or four of our guys, more well, I guess if you want to include Carter Hart. Poor Carter Hart. He got victimized by his defense in this game. Provorov did not help him. Justin Braun basically tried to tackle guys. Um, Myers and Gustafson were just terrible. Anytime you want to say the Devils have a bad defense, I say look to Myers and Gustafson and then come back to me because that is what a bad pairing looks like. And the Devils were deservedly up 4-1. to one. They were cruising with the game, and all they had to do was maintain yeah, the lead. Yeah, and that's man. been an issue for the Devils a lot of the season and a lot of this in seasons past. But um, luckily, they had enough of a cushion to withstand the onslaught from Philly as they got a goal with about uh, what, yeah. eight minutes left to make it 4-2. to two, yeah. And another one with about a minute left. Yeah, the mm-hmm. six-on-five goal, uh, also by Couturier. Yeah, I, the way I wrote it in the recap was that the Devils played an amazing mm-hmm. 50 minutes, and then the fly, and then they had to hold on for dear life in the final 10. The Couturier goal, um, it was it was a really good play to be honest with you. Travis Konechny, um hooks Couturier p- perfectly. Like if this pass was like anywhere like an inch off, it would have been either a missed pass, it would have went right to Votnin. Votnin unfortunately was facing the wrong way, and Couturier got behind him, so he had no way to properly defend mm-hmm. the pass. So I guess if you want to blame Vatnin for another bad goal against, there you go. It certainly wasn't Blackwood's fault. I mean, that's, you know, it's a tap-in for Couturier, and it was. Uh-huh. So it's 4-2. to two. And then the Devils kind of stabilized things until the Flyers pulled the goalie. And they and things were okay for the first minute of it. But the, the reason why lots of teams are now pulling their goalie, like, with two or three minutes left is because you eventually tire out the opposition. You get matchups that maybe they weren't expecting. And guys, you know, can start, you know, building things up. And that's... Like, again, in five on five for this game, the Devils outshot the Flyers 23 to 18. They only allowed 18 shots to the Flyers. If you include the power plays and you include the six on five situations, the Flyers had 33 shots on net. (laughs) That's how that's how effective their six on five play was. They were just bombing away and they eventually get it somewhat late, but not too late where uh, Giroux gets a shot on net. I think it was a second shot of the game. So good job, Giroux. He earned his eight. 0.75 0.75 million. Uh, Blackwood stops it. The Devils don't win the loose puck. It eventually ends up with um, Couturier right in front, taps it in, and you're just holding on for the last mm-hmm. 60 seconds going, please, not like this, not like this, not like this. And thankfully, it didn't happen. It was it was a case of too little, too late. The Devils held on to win 4-3. And, you know, 
good. You beat the second rate rivals. You beat them in Philly. Um, the first win in Philly, they now have the Devils now have two wins to start this road trip. Yeah, really then you good. go to Washington where uh, they have suffered tremendously and they're going to go to Washington again yes. um, the day this is posted. And they're coming off of a loss against Washington uh, the night of recording. And, you know, the annoying part about all these games against Washington is that they're just so close in every single one of them, basically, that yeah. it, it's a lot of mental mistakes. There's a lot of factors that went into this one, but it's the same ones we've been seeing where, um, you know, it wasn't really special teams tripping them up. And if anything, there was a, yeah. a noticeable lack of special teams opportunities for the Devils as there were two extremely blatant high sticks missed in the first and third periods and I'm not really sure how they were missed but um, knowing what we know about the refereeing situation now it seems like those were just not going to get called in the interest of keeping things relatively even and keeping the game flow going Uh, I don't buy it either but um, the Devils started off pretty well as Vanacek delivered a gift to Nick Merkley. Uh, he kind of thought about how to play the puck and then forgot to actually play the puck, and Merkley just poked it past him for a one nothing lead that would last less than two minutes as Washington came back the other way and immediately scored. Yeah, and that's unfortunately was the story for three of the Devils, mm-hmm. well, all three of the Devils goals scored in this game, where, it, you know, within 80, 90 seconds, you know, Washington responds with a goal of their own. And it's frust- it was especially frustrating in the first period because Washington definitely looked like a team that was rusty. They did not play uh, since Saturday the night before. So, you know, the Devils, you know, so in theory, the Washington was rested. But with a schedule like this, being off for four days might as well be mm. two weeks at this point. Um, so the Devils definitely took advantage early on. They outshot the, the Capitals 11 to 4. Um, the one goal against, you know, they did give up a goal against. Again, um, the Devils scored first off, off that gift that Merkley put in past Va- Vanacek and then. You know, the Capitals have their first offensive shift of the game. Orlov fires a shot through traffic. It gets through. I mean, not much. You there's not do, much you yeah. can do about that. It's Yeah, but the Devils did play well in response to that. And they were, you know, again, they were the better team going forward. They were making things happen. Um, they had they had a two power they had two power plays which actually went mm-hmm. well. For and them. I wanted to just add on to the note about the more power plays that they could have had. Uh, according to Lindy Russ post game presser, both players were bleeding when they got back to the bench. Both of those could have been double oh, liners, yeah. and so not calling them Absolutely. significantly changed the flow of the game. But the fact remains that the Devils had to be better at protecting their leads and they had to be better at keeping things even when they evened it up. And, you know, they they got another gift from Vanacek on the second goal as um, Wood streaks down the the, uh, right side, takes a speculative shot from pretty much the goal line, and somehow, I have no idea how this puck got behind Vanacek, but he has to save that every single time. Yeah, he got caught leaving his head open at the post. Like, you know how when you see a goaltender hug the post, they, like, cover up mm-hmm. the entire post? Well, his shoulder didn't. It was actually similar to Jack yep. Hughes's last goal. Whereas Jack Hughes put it off the helmet in, and I think this one just kind of went off his uh, Vanacek's shoulder. And this was, as you say, a gift. Like, Vanacek, here's my hot take, Dan. As bad as Carter Hart's stats are, he played a better game oh, than Vitek Vanacek did. I agree entirely. Vanacek gave up two mm-hmm. terrible goals. Goals that, you know, you know, if the, if there wasn't a back to back, you know, I'm sure Laviolette would have thought maybe I got to mm-hmm. put Samson off it. Like those were just bad goals. And there were a couple other moments where Vanacek, you know, was sloppy in his stance. He nearly got um, Maltev nearly got a gift in the third period because Merkley beat him again on a, on a low shot that just kind of squirted through the crease. And Orlov stick checked Maltev at the last moment to deny him mm-hmm. a 
happen in the third period. Like Vanacek was just not very good, which also makes this loss more annoying because, hey, you get a goaltender who's giving you gifting you two goals and your response is let's give it away. And I do mean for this in this case, literally give it away as Pavel Zaka commits one of the worst turnovers that we've seen in like a month. And this happened seconds Um, after the wood goal, 54 seconds to be exact. Yep. Yeah, the Devils the Devils successfully defend against, you know, the top line of Ovechkin and Kuznetsov and um, mm. Sprong, I believe. And um, Zaka has no pressure on him, but decides, I'm going to throw a pass up to Maltsev, despite the fact there's a large man from Colonia, New Jersey, literally mm. on his back. And Maltsev is still in the zone, so it's not like you would have cleared the zone here. The, in retrospect, Zaka should have chipped the puck off the board. He could have taken the puck yep. up himself. You know, he could have... Um, Ice the puck. I would have preferred icing the puck than whatever he did. Instead, he tried to pass it to Maltsev. Carlson stick checks the puck away from Maltsev immediately. It's not Maltsev's fault. It's the, the pass. No, it's not Blackwood's fault either. And that's the that's the thing that's a shame no, too, because right? Like goes... Vanacek played a really bad game. Yeah. Blackwood played a pretty good game. There was really just nothing he could do about any of the goals. No, because after that stick check, the puck goes right to Sprong. Sprong just throws it across the Royal Road, right to Alexander Ovechkin in his typical spot on the power play, wires the one-timer that he has scored, I'm sure, hundreds of goals out of the 700-plus he has scored this in his career. It's now 2-2, literally less than 90 seconds after. How you leave him uncovered in that spot in your own zone continues to baffle me, because at this point, he's just standing still waiting for the puck to come to him. He's not even trying to move into Again, space. He just slowly glides there, no. and everyone ignores him. That's The Devils The devils were assuming that Zaka, you know, again, Zaka is a, yeah, he's young, but he's not a rookie. He's not completely unaware of what he's supposed to do in that spot. Like, I think they were all breaking out appropriately. Maybe a couple guys were changing. You never should have turned yeah. that puck over. That was literally like Zaka should have gotten a secondary yep. assist for that. And then, okay. but he didn't. And then, yeah, they have a, another failed breakout of their own zone. And Washington, through some confusion in front, where two people pile into Mackenzie Blackwood, one of them still laying in the crease as he gets one of the luckier tips uh, off of his stick and just inside the post, probably the only place the puck could have gone where it wouldn't have missed the net yep. or hit a devil. Um, and, they get another goal to take a three, two lead. And this is, this is so frustrating to see at this point because the devils haven't been playing badly. They just, those few, it's just boils down to a few moments, this game where they just had mental laps in their own zone. Overall, I think they played pretty well, but it was just those few moments in Washington. They talked about this on the devil's broadcast. They capitalize on their opportunities. They do not, even if you do not give them many, which the Devils were doing for games at a time when they would shut them out for whole periods, they would capitalize on every single one you did give them. And that's so dangerous to try these fancy passes mm-hmm. out of your defensive zone. And again, Washington takes the 3-2 lead and things are looking bleak because last time they locked things down and the Devils couldn't make much happen. But today, the Devils were a bit more yeah. aggressive on the chances. And after a third period where they sent a lot of things towards Vanacek, they managed to finally break through. Yeah. And I would say from the Kuznetsov goal, his first goal, um, going into into the goal mm-hmm. you're about to mention, the Devils were really sloppy on the puck. Like they were starting to miss their passes more. I mean, the game itself was kind of sloppy, to be told. I mean, both teams barely got to 90 shooting attempts combined. Um, you know, if you were to tell me the Capitals were held to 19 shots at five on five, I'd say, great, the Devils pro- that probably did well. And, and unfortunately, as you just said, yeah, but the, the opportunities they gave up, you know, a loose rebound that Kuznetsov took and 
fired it in through a tiny hole to score. The, the Zaka turnover that led to Ovechkin's one-timer. Um, you know, it just, you know, there was another turnover that Oshi almost scored on, but Blackwood robbed him with a pad in that second period. Like, and then, and then you start the third period, it's three, two. And then all of a sudden you see Washington is having the better run of play. And you're like, Oh no, Oh no, no, no. You get another high stick. That wasn't, that should have been called. Zajac got hit in the like, face hard. No call for what, for some inexplicable reason, but then for somehow Sharon Govich draws a penalty. for. Being yeah. I mean, this death. is a prime example of what we were talking about in terms of, well, maybe they want to even things up and they realize that they missed two blatant high sticks with both players bleeding. Like the wood one, maybe there are a few bodies yeah. in front of the ref. He didn't see it as much because it was up against the boards behind the net. But this one, Zajac was entering the zone and you could see the moment where he reaches up to his face and you can see very clearly on yeah. any sort of replay that he got high sticked in the middle of the ice. Yeah, he careened into the corner, the, the, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was it wasn't like a subtle oh I just bit my lip and now I'm bleeding like no the dude got hit no, they're messed about up to take the chops. Louisville's out there and just start hitting the devils wherever they want because that's what's happening and that's it's it's ridiculous to think that those weren't calls but the devils did get a call and they did make the uh capitals pay for this one where jesper brett uh basically took his shot at the ovizoid and scored it opposite side ovizoid i guess and scored his second goal in as many games that looked just like that one or sorry a second goal in three games that looked just like that one yeah and it, this one this one unlike the palmary goal it was actually on a well-set-up play. You know, Devils win the face-off. They're moving the puck effectively around the zone. They actually use Merkley as a bumper and actually use the bumper in a 1-3-1. And Pratt finishes it with a plum. Like, it was a well-placed shot. It's 3-3. You're feeling great. And then Misfortune strikes again as the Capitals get into the Devils' zone. And a double deflection ends up going off of Severson's skate into the back of the net. Yeah, but that, but that isn't the thing I'm mad at Severson about here. Because the issue here is that, you know, he missed he missed Smith on a D-to-D pass that could have led to mm-hmm. an easy clearance. But the puck went astray, and when, you know, it doesn't look like a bad turnover. Like, it wasn't as bad looking yeah, as yeah. Zaka's turnover. Like, when Zaka made that pass, You can like, tell that's going to be a goal against. That? Yeah, you know you're going to pay the price. But this one was more subtle. But the thing about... These when I say the puck movement is very important is that when you miss even simple D to D passes in your own zone, it means the puck gets loose. And when the puck gets loose, it means the other team has an opportunity to take advantage. And in this case, Justin Schultz appropriately pinched. He he just fired a shot from the side wall. And as you said, double deflection. It's more mm-hmm. of a bad break, but it wouldn't have the bad break wouldn't have happened if Severson hit Smith properly with a pass or he reversed or he did something else. And it's not like Severson had this bad game. I mean, sure, the, the typical critics are now coming out. Oh, he's soft. He's not tough. He's always making mistakes. It's like, guys, you know, you know, you can't be a hockey blog commenter and call I mean, people he soft. Was, you just like, can't. He was far from uh, the problem, but the, I think the issue of this game is that no one was left. really the major yeah, but problem, left. but individuals had momentary lapses. Like, the, just to stress exactly. enough that... It was symptomatic. Yeah, like everyone had a pretty decent game overall, but it's just a matter of, well, then these lapses just immediately led to goals against. You could have been great all game, and for those five seconds where you had to clear the zone, you just chose not to, and it was a goal against. And that's what will happen against Washington and what has happened against them consistently. As the Devils drop this result, they they were close with the empty net, but um, no dice, and they drop another game against Washington. That's the fourth one this year. Yeah, and and, and there was uh, just as other errata from the game, you know, 
Brought obviously, you know, he scored a power play goal, so that's nice. But I wasn't super happy with you know, the Hughes line in this game. They didn't create a lot. Um, they didn't get beaten, but Palmieri just. Well, they also didn't not play good. that much. Like he. Well, no, they didn't. I mean, you know, and and, and that's also not a good thing to see. I mean. Yeah, the Zajac line had a good game. Sharon Govich, you know, did everything but mm. score in this game. Kwakinen had a good game. Um, I thought Smith also played a good game. P.K. Subban had a pretty good game, too. Wood, obviously. Wood, I can take or leave. Like, he did score a goal. He normally wouldn't score, but he also had some tough matchups. But Palmieri, man, like, he blocked yep. Hughes' shot at the end. <laughs> like, bro, I know you want to set a screen, but that's exactly why I hate the, the commentary of, oh, you got to set some screens in front. Like, yeah, when it works, everybody loves it. But when it blocks your top one of your top shooter shots when it, when you need a goal, um, you know that's why you well, don't just sit in front of the goal. Has, also, why is it Paul Mary sitting? As it in front seemingly of the has so often this season, the Devils hit their own legs, other players' legs. And my question is, why yep. is Hughes taking that shot into Paul Mary and not the other way around? I mean, I understand that Paul Mary is a bigger person, yeah. but he also has allegedly a better shot. And so, why isn't he more often in positions to shoot? I don't think it's an issue with him. I think it's just an issue with what he's been told to do. I, I think th- there's a fun because exactly. we see it on the power because we see it on the power play as well. Even tonight, he was setting up in front of the net like, bro, you literally Recky, He scored yep. a goal from the circle. Yeah, put it's, him in it's the circle. Baffling to me because he's known for his shot. He's known for scoring a lot of goals and not necessarily being a disruptor in that way. And he's not the biggest guy either. So it does doesn't make sense to me. Is he? the biggest option they have at that moment sure but then change something it's clearly not working and then when jesper brad is out there you actually have someone else who is more willing and capable of shooting the puck besides pk suban uh, on the ice ready to do that and so you have to have one of them in the circles doing that because it's been leading to goals but at the end of the game you can't put paul mary in front that's why you have you know, no. I mean, Maltese is pretty big. Sharon Govich is pretty big. Zajac's pretty big. What is pretty big? These are yeah. all guys who Put could be used yeah. over Palmieri. And also, again, Palmieri shouldn't be near the net at that point. He should be open for a pass looking for a shot. Um, if you're down to six on five, that's the guy you want taking a shot. And so... Uh, unfortunately, they did drop this game, and they go right back against Washington in their next one, which will be played uh, at time of recording tomorrow, but at, in posting tonight. And then they go to Boston on Sunday uh, to play against the Bruins, who have mm-hmm. also dropped a really um, bad contest to the Islanders, similar to the way that the Devils did a couple weeks ago, uh, where they were leading the game. Islanders tie it up late and win in overtime, and it wasn't as excruciating for them featuring a video review, but... Well, we don't know that. Maybe maybe the Bruins were hard done in by maybe, the boys in but, Toronto. Uh, I, I don't believe so. I feel like we would have seen more on Twitter about it if that was the case, but... Uh, that all being yeah. said, um, the Devils, you know, they, they continue this road trip and so far the play has been good. While the results haven't all been there, they've been yeah. playing much better than they had in recent weeks. And you have to figure that, um, you know, whatever the speed looks to be more back to the way it was. And I think it has to yeah. do with how much distance they've had to recover from COVID, how much time they've had to get adjusted to this extreme schedule that they're playing just in time to not have to play it anymore. But it's still nice to get that amount of experience in very quickly. And again, no matter how bad they are and how bad their record is, 
they are still not the Buffalo Sabres and probably won't be the rest of the... I mean, it's impossible for them to be that uh, no. ineffective the rest of the season. No, all, 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 the, tank, all the guys who want to t- see the Devils tank, I got some bad news for you. No, this team is not going to no be There's no way they Buffalo. can out-tank Detroit either. I don't think... They're not going to out-tank Detroit. They're not going to out-tank... Um, just give me a quick second here Ottawa. to see what the league standings... Um, they're not... Ottawa, they're not going to outtake mm-hmm. Anaheim. I think people sleep on Anaheim as being an especially bad hockey team. And truth be told, you know, I I have no faith of Los Angeles's uh, bloom. I have no faith in San Jose's bloom. I have no faith in Nashville uh, for obvious reasons. Um, Dallas will make up a bunch of games, so they'll probably be fine. And Calgary's starting mm-hmm. to fall apart as well. So, you know, the Devils are not unless the Devils win a lottery, which they could, but. You know, this is not the this is not the year where you want to win a lottery. It's always nice to win a lottery, but this there's no like top tier guy that you absolutely need to sell your whole season out to go get go and get. And I got some bad news for all the some of the fans out there, which is that, uh, you know, whether or not you draft Luke Hughes or Owen Power, that's not how you the Devils would have lost this game because guys just were making yep. mistakes. And that's that's the frustrating part about this game is that, and to a degree, the the, the game against the Flyers, which was more j- closer than it needed to be, which was that. Guys just need to manage the puck better. They need to be smarter on the puck, and if you're able to do that, then you're able to co- you're able to stay in games and win them. The, the good news is that the Devils were able to stay in this game to the Capitals, mm-hmm. despite their errors. So if they clean that up for tomorrow's game and give a similar effort, they might get a result, which would be nice because the Devils are almost done with playing Washington this season, and there's a real chance they could go mm-hmm. 0 and 8 against them. Are 07 and 1 or 06 and 2 or whatever combination thereof. So, you know, I, I'm a big believer that you got to win games to sort of justify how you're playing, you know, to give give the give the the young men in the room confidence to keep doing what they're doing. So I'm hopeful that I'm hoping against hope here that tonight's loss doesn't lead them to say, oh, we got to play more conservative and we got to not activate as much. And we have to be less aggressive. Like, no, like come out as you did in that first period to Washington. Yeah, they're not going to be as uh, rusty but do that because that's your best chance and, of and again this game. wasn't a and do it again th- against boston do it again against washington oh, the so following washington. do it again throughout the rest of the season and again this wasn't a matter and of like come out ahead you know getting outworked or out uh outplayed in a major part of this game they were one bad bounce away from going oh. to overtime so that's not to be lost if they keep playing with this level of effort and you know Obviously, cleaning the mistakes comes over time, and uh, they probably learned a lot from the last couple that they made in this game. But again, we wanted to see effort going into the season. We wanted to see improvement, and there are signs of that showing again after the Devils have regained their speed. And so if they keep putting out efforts like this, even if the results don't come, it's still much more enjoyable to watch than that middle stretch of the season where they just couldn't keep up with their opponents, where they um, were making the same mistakes and Blackwood wasn't there to bail them out of a lot of them uh, because he was suffering from the same effects that everyone else was. And so um, that's what I want to see moving forward. I just want to see more games like this, more like the one against Philly, where they really just care for almost 60 minutes. That's that's what we need. And whether it's yeah. one bad lapse or a few bad lapses, that's still better than uh, a, you know a holistic bad effort that results in a win, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a lot better than say the last time the Devils had a home. Well, okay, the prior time they had a five-game homestand where you know the Devils lost all five games and they looked real bad in most of those games and they lost to our hated rivals in embarrassing Twice. fashion and they got they got sunned by the Islanders in both games. Um, you know, 
I, even with this loss, you know, there are, po- there are positives mm-hmm. to take out of the performance. Again, that's, it's why I, it's why I'm hoping that the devils don't react the wrong way to the loss. Like they don't, I don't want them to overcorrect. I just want them just be smarter with the puck. Okay. Hey, if you don't have, you don't have a good pass out, you can chip it away. If you're winning to, you know, by a goal, you can, you know, make your DDD passes, you know, um, if you're Kyle Palmieri, t- go knock on Yegor Sharangovich's door and ask him, Hey man, share some of that hunger, you know, play, play a little more like Sharangovich, like use him as an example mm-hmm. to feed off of. Um, I have to say, I really do like how Sharangovich has been yeah. playing as of late. Um, I cannot stress that enough, but you know, tomorrow we'll see what happens with the Washington Capitals and you know, the devils have done well in Boston. So here's hoping that they can continue that in the 28th and the 30th. And, you know, if they do that, hey, they have a winning road trip and uh, they can, you know, feel good at the end of the month as opposed to last month when they felt bad mm-hmm. and we all felt bad. <laughs> yeah. So. And, and again, we, we just want to see this level of consistency from them. And I have no complaints about how these two games went. I think, you know, unfortunate things notwithstanding, I think the Devils were definitely in both games they managed to get the result in one and not the other and that's just what will happen some nights especially against teams that are better than you and so we move on to the next or we will look forward to the weekend where they play washington and boston and we'll catch you at the beginning of next week to recap those games as well and again if you have any ideas for us or anything you'd like to hear specifically for our 100th episode we're brainstorming and we want to deliver something cool to you for um sticking with us this whole time and uh, again we really appreciate all of you that are listening out there and all of you that have commented or given any sort of suggestions for the podcast we really take it to heart and uh we enjoy doing it so um again feel yep. free to comment and, and, post and, and whatever and I, we'll we'll look at it yep and just as one final note because it, it is somewhat significant because we could mm. see him very soon uh the devils signed two mm. players from yep. college within the last 48 hours they signed tice thompson as providence did not make the ncaa tournament and they didn't want to risk him uh becoming a free agent so tice thompson has been signed to an elc that starts mm-hmm. this season so he could play and he might actually play at some point this season. I'm not he's in quarantine right now. So we're not going to see him for about at least a week, but it could happen soon. And the Devils today announced that they signed Arn Talvi, mm-hmm. Talvite or Talvite. I have to learn how to pronounce this last name, but he is on an AHL contract for this season and his ELC will start for next season. So he is also uh, secured in the organization. So he'll hang out with Binghamton for this season, uh, follow Jeff Ulmer uh, for how they're doing, and get excited to see how Arn does in camp Yeah, camp should be very season. interesting going into next season with just the amount of personnel that are going to be inevitably shifted around. But uh, like I said, we'll talk about that when that rolls around. And again, thank you all for listening. We appreciate the time, and we'll catch you on Monday's episode. Let's go Devils. Go Devils. Go Devils.